0: This is the Significant Man Recharge Show. I'm your host, Warren Peterson, and welcome to the 5-Minute Friday. So first, I have to start this today by noting that as of right now, when this episode goes live, there has not yet been an official ruling related to abortion or Roe versus Wade by the Supreme Court, only a leaked draft of the ruling. Now the leak draft seems to have been confirmed, but as of right now there is no official decision. All right, so on my social media feed, I shared a pretty simple sentiment. And it was that all human life is precious and all human life is sacred, from the youngest to the oldest, all human life is sacred. Of course, a quick definition of what I mean by this matter. So, when I'm talking about all human life being sacred, I mean that humans, because we are creatures created by God and in the image of God, deserve the highest value, respect, and reverence. Every human life is irreplaceable. So that's what I mean when I say every human life is sacred. Now, the post was prompted from the potential Supreme Court ruling on abortion, as I mentioned. However, that's only one example of the concept I was getting at. And in response to that post, someone asked if anyone ever said otherwise to the idea that all human life is sacred. Well, sadly, the answer is that throughout human history, all human life has not been considered sacred from the Atlantic slave trade to literal human sacrifice to spectators watching gladiators kill each other for entertainment to cannibalism to the slavery of today and the sex trafficking of today. Clearly, human life has not been viewed as sacred throughout human history. And we're living in a culture right now that doesn't view all human life as sacred either. While abortion is the issue that's taking the headlines at the moment, it certainly isn't the only example of how our culture has moved to devalue human life. There's a big push around the world to make assisted suicide legal, for doctors to help patients kill themselves. There's a push for euthanasia for someone who's in a coma or someone who is old and might cost too much money to keep alive. For someone who has what others would call a disability and on and on. We've gone down these paths before where groups of people were deemed subhuman. It only leads to evil. And it's, has it already been so long that we think genocide and the Holocaust are simply history and that we'll never see something like that again in our world? A quick trip of news stories from around the globe today shows that's not the case. Now, related to all of this, many people haven't really studied the origin of eugenics. It goes back to Francis Galton in the late 1800s. And the idea was to build an improved human race through encouraging healthy, capable people of above-average intelligence of having more children. And we saw how the Nazis took this idea in the 1900s, but people don't often realize how that idea took hold in the United States as well. President Teddy Roosevelt said that the failure of couples who are of Anglo-Saxon heritage to have large families would lead to the suicide of their own race. Now, people who like Teddy don't often focus on those parts. And then in the 1920s, there was the creation of the American Eugenics Society. And one of the founding members there, or one of the early members anyway, was Margaret Sanger, the founder of Planned Parenthood. The American Eugenics Society, it sponsored events around the country. And one of the things it did was it showed proof of the draining economic costs in caring for what they deemed mentally ill children. So the idea that we should decide who lives or dies based on economics, it's hardly new. But if the decision is economic, clearly the life isn't sacred. It's just a line item on a balance sheet. And another challenge to every individual life being sacred is that, well, sometimes we just need to make difficult decisions for the greater good. And there's actually an old philosophy question that has been debated for many years related to this challenge. It goes something like this. Imagine a runaway boxcar heading towards five people who cannot escape its path. Now imagine you have the singular power to reroute that boxcar to a different track where there's only one person who can't escape its path. What would you do? It's a good philosophy question, and usually around 90% of the respondents say they'll switch tracks to the one that causes less harm. But while it's a good question, it's not an apples to apples comparison when it comes to the sanctity of every human life and the intentional killing of another human being. It'd be more accurate in this context to ask the question like this instead. You're the one steering a boxcar. On one track is a single innocent person who might be a burden to you for a whole host of reasons and who cannot escape. And on a second track, there's no one there. So what do you do? In this case, it's just entirely up to you if you kill the one person or you kill none. The greater good is just yourself and what you want to do. Either you'll consider that human life sacred and deserving of life or you won't. Now, I would argue it's actually better for the greater good that the over 60 million babies who were never born to have been born. Who knows what medical breakthroughs, new inventions, amazing art, and other advances for humanity we've missed out on. The fact is that God created human life, and from the youngest fetus to the oldest person on the planet, every human life is absolutely a sacred gift from God. Hey, before you go, Please be sure to subscribe to the show and rate the show as well. Five stars is, of course, the desired number of stars. And your your ratings, they really help other people find the show. So I do appreciate it. And please head over to significantman.com and subscribe to our newsletter, Intel. I write a short article every Monday delivered straight to your inbox for free. All right. Have a good week and enjoy the next show, guys.